Good morning. Welcome to everyone to worship on this Independence Sunday, and a special welcome to all of our visitors and guests who are here with us this morning, as well as to everyone joining us by video and podcast. On behalf of our church family, we would like to give special thanks to all of you who came to the worship service and farewell carry-in dinner for Pastor Larry and Elaine Lindstrom last week, as well as to everyone who brought food. We thank all of you for your well wishes of Godspeed to Larry and Elaine as they begin their new life in the Milwaukee area later this year. Spread the word about our ice cream social coming up on Saturday, July 22nd from 4 to 7 p.m. There are sign-up sheets on the bulletin board in the Fellowship Hall if any of you would be able to donate food or help out that day. Many hands make light work and we need you to help make this year's ice cream social a success. Our annual community worship service will be on Sunday, August 6th at the Firehouse at 10 a.m. Please call Jeff Arisman at the number listed in your bulletin to reserve your ticket for the chicken and pork chop barbecue afterwards. FABA will also be selling ice cream again this year. The other announcements I leave to your own reading. Are there any other announcements for this morning? Let us begin with this prayer by George Washington. Almighty God, we make our earnest prayer that Thou wilt keep the United States in Thy holy protection, that Thou wilt incline the hearts of the citizens to cultivate a spirit of subordination and obedience to government, to en and to entertain a brotherly affection and love for one another and for their fellow citizens of the United States at large. And finally, that Thou wilt most graciously be pleased to dispose us all to do justice, to love mercy, and to demean ourselves with that charity, humility, and pacific temper of mind, which were the characteristics of the divine author of our blessed religion, without a humble imitation of whose example in these things, we can never hope to be a happy nation. Grant our supplication, we beseech thee, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.
the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. this holy house, and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. Glory to God in the highest, and peace to his people on earth. Heavenly King, Almighty God and Father, we worship you, we give you thanks, we praise you for your glory. Lord Jesus Christ, only Son of the Father, Lord God, Lamb of God, you take away the sin of the world and defender, storms rage about us and cause us to be afraid. Rescue your people from despair, deliver your sons and daughters from fear, and preserve us all from unbelief. Through your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. You may be seated. At this time we'll have our children's message and we invite the children to come forward.
Thank you. 
Gospel according to St. Mark, the 12th chapter, beginning at the 13th verse. Later they sent some of the Pharisees and Herodians to, catch, to Jesus to catch him in his words. They came to him and said, Teacher, we know you are a man of integrity. You aren't swayed by men, because you pay no attention to who they are, but you teach the way of God in accordance with the truth. Is it right to pay taxes to Caesar or not? Should we pay or shouldn't we? But Jesus knew their hypocrisy. Why are you trying to trap me, he asked. Bring me a denarius and let me look at it. They brought the coin and he asked them, Whose portrait is this and whose inscription? Caesar's, they replied. Then Jesus said to them, Give to Caesar what is Caesar's and to God what is God's. And they were amazed at him. The Gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Dear brothers and sisters, grace and peace be to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. I'm going to start off by asking you all an honest question. How many of you were actually able to sleep through last night's thunderstorm? Wow, I'm impressed, and as a matter of fact, I'm actually really jealous because I couldn't sleep at all last night because of the thunderstorm. Well, of course, the fact that I was also hungry and needed a midnight snack probably had something to do with it too, but yeah. Um, the, the, I, I definitely could not sleep because of last night's storm, so to, uh, to all of you who could, tell me your secret after the service, please. Well, but at any rate, already the 4th of July celebration has begun. In addition to the natural light, though, light show and the thunderstorm we got last night, there were already fireworks being fired off nearby in celebration of the weekend. And doubtless, tonight, as well as tomorrow night, there will be even more local fireworks shows. Of course, we're also looking forward to the larger shows which, which will take place in our, in our different communities on Tuesday night. How many of you are planning on going to any of those? Well, not necessarily a sales pitch or anything, but I definitely encourage you, if you can go, go, please. <laughs> uh, because we're also going to have times we're going to be able to gather with our families and friends for dinners, barbecues, and just have an all-around good time. Because on Tuesday, once again, we will be celebrating the day on which the American Continental Congress ratified the Declaration of Independence from Britain over abuses which the British government was imposing on its people in the American colonies, especially imposing numerous taxes on basic goods and services to pay for the recent war against France and imposing those taxes on the Americans while denying them representation in the British Parliament. So on July 4, 1776, the Declaration of Independence was unanimously approved by the Continental Congress, paving the way, after the American Revolution, for the United States of America to be founded and for our rights, especially our right to worship, to be enshrined in the Constitution. Now before I go any further, I want to acknowledge that the temptation today would be to preach about the problems America is currently facing, how those problems are rooted in certain partisan issues in politics, and how in order for, those, for America's problems to be resolved, one side has to vanquish the other. But I want to assure all of you, that's not the direction I'm going to choose to go. It is my firm belief that partisan politics belong neither in the pulpit especially in the sermon, or at the altar, either in prayers or liturgy. 
The same also goes for speaking about moral or social or even controversial theological opinion. None of those belong up, up, up in the front of the church. No form of us and them divisive rhetoric belongs either in the pulpit or at the altar. However, this does not mean that we deny each other the right to follow and be obedient to our individual consciences regarding the issues of the day, while at the same time respecting the beliefs of our fellow Christians, as well as our right to express our beliefs as individuals, and emphasizing those things which unify us and make easier cooperation possible. In other words, we acknowledge that our common faith in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior is the only thing that truly makes us Christians, and which transcends all other lifestyles, opinions, and labels. As Americans, and especially as American Christians, we are to seek unity and peace in our country and greater society, and as the preamble to the Constitution, which we adhere to as American states, ensure domestic tranquility. All that being said, there are certain duties which, as Christians, we do owe to the government and to society. The first of these is, is as even Jesus, who is the supreme ruler of, and king over the earth, says, to give what, right, what rightfully belongs to the government to the government, particularly taxes, to be able to help fund the government, being able to provide services which maintain the peace, prosperity, and defense of our country. Also, we owe the government obedience to the law, to be able to maintain good relations and safety among ourselves, our neighbors, and those with whom we interact in different ways on a daily basis. Just as one example, we maintain a safe speed while driving to make sure we are kept safe as well as those we share the road with. We also make sure to treat all people with general and equal dignity, courtesy, and respect, especially in our schools and workplaces. Furthermore, we are to treat those in government with respect and honor, and we pray for them, regardless of position or political party. But notice that none of these are rooted in partisan politics. Instead, these are actually ways that we not only follow the national and local laws, but perhaps more importantly, we also fulfill the divine law to love our neighbors as ourselves. In fact, this is exactly what Paul encourages us in our second reading for Romans, which Don read for us just a moment ago. In verse, in verse 8, to let no debt remain outstanding except the continuing debt to love one another, for whoever loves others has fulfilled the law. In all our dealings and interactions with each other, and even with strangers, we are to consider what the response, which demonstrates the most amount of love is, and to be able, once again, to maintain the same love and peace in our wider society. We do this simply because not only are we Americans, but because we are Christians. As Christians, we are actually in a greater position than ever before to change and transform society. So it's time for us to seize that opportunity by living in a way which loves and serves our neighbor and all those around us. Because by doing so, we give God the honor due to him when we live lives which honor him and show who he really is. Which is what we are also to think about in how we live our lives 
and how we respond to the current spirit of the age, what is of greatest benefit to our families, communities, and society at large? In our first reading, God, speaking through the prophet Jeremiah, encourages us where we live to put down roots in our communities and be of benefit to, to, to those among whom we live, because he puts us in the places in which we live for a reason. I myself never would have dreamed, for example, that I would come from the Los Angeles area of Southern California all the way to Farmersville. But God did bring me here and has allowed me to put down roots and has blessed me personally in many different ways, just as he has all of us, whether we have lived here our entire lives or are also transplants. And he still continues to bless us richly beyond any way we would expect. Of course, none of it has come without some sort of struggle. In the past few years, we have had to deal with the pandemic and the radical changes as well as social upheaval it has brought. But what God has shown through everything that has happened is that he is very much still in control, rules supreme over everything, and is still guiding everything according to his plan. In fact, God continues to comfort us by promising in verse 11, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. And that is what God really wants us to remember on this 4th of July, that even as, according to his plan, he caused the United States to become independent and has preserved and protected us as a nation through various struggles and crises for over two centuries. He still has a plan for each one of us individually. His plan is for us to prosper, to be brought safely through harm, and to have hope for the future. And we can have hope for the future because we know God already has everything planned out. We also know God does whatever he plans because he carried out his ultimate plan for our salvation by sending his son to die on the cross and rise again, which means that we will someday live with him forever. All we have to do is trust him and follow where he leads. Francis Scott Key is best known as the author of what is now our national anthem, The Star-Spangled Banner, which he wrote on September 14, 1814, in praise of the American victory over the British during a naval battle at Fort McHenry in Baltimore during the War of 1812. But Francis Scott Key is also known for being a devout Christian who valued his personal relationship with God above all else, was not ashamed to express it, and who, as a poet, wrote praise songs. In fact, one of his other poems, Lord with Glowing Heart I Praise Thee, I Praise Thee, is actually in our hymnal, number 243. Feel free to look it up sometime. He also expressed his faith as an American Christian by saying, the patriot who feels himself in the service of God, who acknowledges him in all his ways, has the promise of almighty direction and will find his word in greatest darkness. Once again, the 4th of July is a wonderful opportunity for all of us to return to God and recommit ourselves to him. It is a time for us to start acknowledging God's direction, praise and thank him for his blessings, and in response to what he has done for us, live lives which show his love, concern, and care 
for those we share our lives and days with. Most of all, it is a time for us to recommit to our motto as American Christians, in God we trust. Now, even though the words in God we trust didn't officially become our national motto until 1956 and weren't actually added to our currency until 1957, it has been our trust in God which has kept us sustained and encouraged in hope. Every time we take money out of our wallets or pockets, we can look at the words in God we trust and pray to God for the ability to trust him. And with Francis Scott Key and the third verse of hymn 243, we pray, Lord, my spirit's ardent feelings vainly would my lips express. Lo, before thy footstool kneeling, deign thy suppliant's prayer to bless. Let thy grace, my soul's chief treasure, love's pure flame within me raise. And since words can never measure, let my life show forth thy praise. On this 4th of July, let our lives as Americans, and especially as American Christians, live lives of love, honoring God by serving our neighbor, and let our lives praise God by being blessings and giving all people blessings from him. And now may the peace of God which passes all understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.
Now together let us confess our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. You may be seated as we receive the offering. We wish to let our visitors and guests know that you are under no obligation to give. This service is our gift to you. pray for the church, the world, and for one another. You call us to be Jesus' apprentices in the, heart of, in the art of healing souls, teaching minds, and softening hearts to receive your great gifts. Bless and guide everyone learning to be disciples of Jesus, walking with him as he seeks the hurting and lost. Lord, in your mercy. Our nation is facing challenges. Remind us of the great gifts you have bestowed upon us. Fill us with your spirit, so that we always seek your will and strive to do it. Bless us with peace and freedom. Bless and guide with your divine wisdom all those in authority, especially Joe, our president, Kamala, our vice president, Mike, our governor, John, our lieutenant governor, and all our elected and appointed leaders. Teach us all to live together as your children and to work together for the prospering of all. Lord, in your mercy, keep safe those in the military and all in the front lines of chaos, danger, and disease. Prosper all they do that is in accordance with your will. Give them clear heads, capable hands, and upright spirits. Bring them safely home when their task is done and heal those who are injured in any way. Lord, in your mercy, we pray on behalf of your servants who suffer in body, mind, spirit, or circumstance, 
and for all who crave your mercy and blessing. Restore them to health, wholeness, and hope. Bless all caregivers, doctors, nurses, technicians, and therapists with compassion, expertise, and cheerful service. We especially pray for all those who we need silently in our hearts. Lord, in your mercy, with reverence and affection, we remember before you our beloved dead, especially Tom Rooster Jeffrey, and we pray for all in Germantown and in our community who mourn his passing. Comfort all who grieve. Help us care for each other for Jesus' sake. Help us speak hard truths with humility and love. Give us grace to take up our cross and follow Jesus, knowing that he will lead us through danger, evil, and death, and will bring us home to you forever. Lord, in your mercy. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend ourselves and all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
Praise God.